0: Have you ever considered that your hair had a story? The Brave Boy Diaries is a podcast and visual diary by black men for black men about our hair. With me, your host, Matthew Drauter. This isn't just regular barbershop talk, nah. These are real conversations with real men about a topic that our voices are often left out of. Through our talks, we'll redefine blackness and reshape masculinity through the lens of fades, waves, dreads, and the fadeaways. This is a new kind of brotherhood. These are our diaries. Hello! Welcome to episode two of the Boy Diaries. We're so excited today because we're talking to one of my dear friends, um, songwriter and singer Sam Lloyd, Um, and we'll really be talking about just like his origins of hair and also to um, just how our relationship through our religions has also shaped that as well. So I'm excited. Um, Today will be a great day full of great conversations of just lots of hopefully spiritual awakenings so yeah but with that you all know who i am i'm gonna let you all meet sam so hey hey what's going on bro how are you i'm great
1: i'm so i'm so good man i'm happy to be here it's a beautiful day in new orleans it's nice i'm just the sun is shining the sun is shining yes it is, man. So I'm I'm great. I'm super excited. I'm super proud of you. Let me start. Let me say that first. Super proud of you. I know we're going to get into a whole bunch of questions about, you know, my story and hair journey and stuff. But no, man, this is something you, I've seen you work on for a bit. And this is just inspiring. Like I was, you know, texting you earlier, just saying, you know, just the determination and the consistency of everything and you doing it and venturing out and being, being you in all of it, you know, is, is dope, right? Like, more people need to see that. Like It just inspires people to just keep pushing and keep doing stuff. So, yeah. Well, thank
0: you. That's how I want to <laughs> thank start. Thank you.
1: So, what's up, y'all? My name is Sam Lloyd. I am a singer, writer, and singer since I was a kid uh, from New Orleans. And, yeah, I kind of, like... Just been <laughs> here making music, doing my own thing, and I mean, not just here, yeah, like, not no, not just here, but you know, I've, I've done it, I've lived it, seen it. It's in New York, LA, DC, I'm back home now, but uh, yeah, man, this, this is me. I, I love music, I love art, I love content, I love. You know philanthropy, making people happy doing just doing things that inspire inspire people, hopefully inspire people and give them you know a new sense of understanding who yeah, they yeah. are, what they want to do and what' not so
0: you said that I'm inspiring, and I appreciate that so much, but you also one of the most most inspiring people that I've ever met, period, um you are just you're just such an amazing and giving person, sam um so mm-hmm. I'm really excited today for people to understand who Sam Lloyd is, um, and then just get a little bit of background on you and your story and your journey. Um, yeah. It's been a long one, friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and we still got
1: more journey to go, bro. Okay. Say, like, you, you've you only seen just the tip of, you know, what you're capable of doing, but once you actually start doing it, and it's a whole nother journey. It's a whole nother set of problems, a whole
0: other learning lessons, and it's, you know, it's just a part of life. It is. So let's hop into it. Um, you and I, we grew up in such close proximity because <laughs> people, believe it or not, we went to Sunday school together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for years. For years. For years. Uh, what time was the Sunday school class? It was like what? 9.15. Like 9.15 in the morning, and then we done it 10 10.15. So 10 ten thirty service? Oh my god! In time for ten thirty service? Oh yep. my god! I will be at church <laughs> so early. Oh my god, Sam! <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. But we wait, we we at church early. Um, Crazy man! But we grew up but in close proximity. That's, Christ, yeah, like that's Smith, how right? I met you. It is. That's you actually know? How, I, how I met you in, at Franklin in church, Avenue yeah. Baptist Church. Um, but at the same time, though, like we grew up in close proximity, but we still have like different experiences with hair and like different like. Ways that we came to like understand what that was. What was that like for you? Like through like childhood, adolescence. Like what was like wearing your hair like for them? Because I know at one point we talked about it, and like you said, it was cut very, very short for a very long time. But I also feel like too. I feel like you had moments where you got to experiment a little bit.
1: Yeah, all of that. Um, as a kid, you know, my hair was short. It was short. It was wavy. I had very thick curly hair Um, and when it's cut short it's just like super wavy so I was that kid with waves and my mom kept it short she kept it neat and um, yeah I mean and that's pretty much how I wore it like Easter Sunday going to school pretty much through like first through eighth grade so like that that's how I wore my hair it was it was nothing too wild about it. It was neat. It was lined up, and it looked good. And um, from the first time I started getting my haircuts to I was like an eighth grader, you know, it was some. You know, when when you're introduced to something, right, uh-huh. especially as a young age, you just kind of adopt those norms and adopt those practices. And that's kind of that's what I did. Like they, I had no reason to think otherwise. I liked the way I looked. I didn't uh-huh. think there was. Anything wrong with the hairstyle that I had as a kid. And you know, it's just what I always did. I always had a fade or um and you know, that's just that's just how I rocked it. Now it wasn't until after high school where I wanted to explore because you know, <laughs> during that time up until high school, I had the choice to wear my hair however I wanted to. Yeah. And I still did
0: to an extent. Did you have a in dress code school. that like limited like how you wore your hair in high school?
1: Yeah, we, we did. did too. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, we we you your hair couldn't be over what, an inch and a half. The racism. Like, of inches. <laughs> <laughs> and this is crazy because this is an all black school, <laughs> <laughs> so, Ugh. it's you know yeah we had the uniform we had the uh, you know what did we wear like the tie the white shirt the. The grape slacks, the dress shoes, oh, the, you went the to sweater. Oak, huh? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I went to St Og. so it was it was Saint Og. it was a black private Catholic school <laughs> yes. in, in the Southern water New Orleans, and that's what it was, and it was built on tradition and built on all these different you know uh character you know built building a character and whatnot, so yeah. And when, you know, I looked at it, it was like, all right, well, my hair, because I wear my hair short anyway, so it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until, I guess, I saw a kid, like, get sent home because his hair was too long. And when mm-hmm. I say long, I don't mean, like, it was, you know, you can run your fingers through it. Like, it, he just groaning out a little bit,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? And um, it, it was just kind of like, wow, like we really got to follow the, the rules. And I like, well, we, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But also at the same time, that's why I say it, when I went to college, it kind of was like, well, I'm, I no longer have that pressure to keep my hair short. And I think, you know what, I'm going to go out and grow it out just because I have the freedom to do that. And I think a lot of kids that went to, or after, after you graduated, you know, they grow their hair out. They, that's just kind of like you know, if that's what you want to do, you know, I just seen it more so, mm-hmm. just because all right, we had to wear our hair short. So since yeah. you did, you know what, I'm, an, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm out of school. Let me just do me for a little bit, at least to get it out of my system. And that's, and that's exactly what I did. So I, it, my hair journey, you know, it, I would say started as a kid, but the exploration process of what I could do with it didn't really begin until after high school so like yeah. once i got to college
0: i feel like quentin talks about this too um, he was in our last episode but he talks about how like y'all i bucked upon this no shave november that inspired y'all to like really just like test the bounds and like the limits of your hair but i guess like as you were growing is that like when you really started to embark upon like that true meaning of like relationship like w- was it that time or like when did that relationship with like you and your hair like really begin yeah that was definitely college
1: that relationship started to you know really become a thing around that time where i had freedom you know once i gave myself once i had the freedom to do these things that that you know me talking to myself saying okay let's start doing something different let's do something you haven't done in a while let's do something with your look let's do something with your hair and I guess granted always you know people are always playing with their looks but I think especially around that time you know when you're fresh out of college and I mean fresh out of high school going to college and you have all this newfound freedom you're going to start to kind of play around with how you want yourself to look how you how you want to be addressed how you want people to address you and um your look and how you present yourself has a lot to do with that. So for me, you know, it's easy. It was hair. And that's mm-hmm. when everything kind of started, just growing it out and seeing what I can do with it. And um it was pretty cool at that time too, because you know, um my barbers are my classmates. <laughs> and you know, you had like yeah. some you know, you had some barbers, you go off to college and you find barbers, you know, around the area. You know, around where you went to school, you know, you go. Some of them gonna be good. You may be like, all right, you know, like you got something. And then others you are like, I-, I can't come back to you, bro. Like that's not happening. So you make that you make that one mistake first me and you learn. You like, not nah, we ain't doing that again. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you fucked up my head, so we can't fuck. Mm,
1: nope. <laughs> right, right. And I, you know, I feel like everybody, every man, you know, at least has to go through that. You know, someone who goes off to the own. Yes. You know what I mean, and you know whether whether it's it's college or not, you move to a new city because you just start you start a new job or mm-hmm. you're in a new environment. So, you know you you gotta all right, how do I? Who gonna come my hair? That's literally yeah. the first question. Every every place I moved, yeah, after high school, yes. after college, you know, I was in DC, went to college and went to Howard, was there for four years, you know, mm-hmm. moved to New York, lived there for two years, moved to LA, was there for a little over a year and a half,
0: so it was you jumping around a right. lot, friend. And then it was a, to figure out who gonna do your hair in that process, it's like ooh, yeah, man. Because
1: in after college, I wore my hair a certain way. Well, in during college, I went well. I went through phases. I started to grow it out a little bit. It was like I, w- I want to do that. So like freshman year, I kept it. I kept it. You know, more so faded. Mm. Sophomore year, I started to grow it out. Junior year, was growing it out, and then I had to cut it all off for my probate.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. I remember that. Right. I saw you and you were bald. And I was like, whoa. I was um, bald-headed. <laughs> you were I, literally bald. Looked like I was uh,
1: 12 or something. Bald. A little 12-year-old. <laughs> bald for Man. the beta
0: chapter. LOL. Nah. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know You gotta we, rep your people, you know, okay? We, we had That's to. Right. We gotta represent Beta. But um yeah, man. So in a way, that restarted a whole another process of hair.
0: So um, yeah, but it feels like I mean you were talking about like your look, but then it's like I feel like a lot of it's linked to identity. You know what I mean? I feel like you were really like figuring like you out too um yeah so like yeah i guess one question like if we can get into it is just like where that feel like to have to like cut off all your hair because you had been working for that for so long you know what i mean like it was like how you were like understanding who you were up to a certain point in time so like what was it like losing that in a moment and then having like rewrote it
1: mm. yeah I didn't know off bat. I knew there was a potential or a possibility that it might happen. But mm-hmm. there was also a possibility that it would not happen. Mm-hmm. So I went in, I think that process, I just went in with an attitude of, okay, let me take a step back and really just make sure I'm on my P's and Q's and i mentally and i focus on mentally and you know preparing myself for a journey uh, a, a journey throughout you know my collegiate career that i knew would really be a defining moment in my life let me let me prepare for that you know just outside of hair cuz i knew this was something that was i you know something i wanted to do i knew this was something you know that I yeah. will be able to talk about later on share with my my kids and, and you know it was bigger than me I knew that this was bigger than me and yeah. I had to I had respect for that and with that respect came an understanding of growth of you know new felt knowledge a new understanding of who I am who what I'm capable of and you know my own personal test of strength you know making me a better man at the end of the day so Mm -hmm. going in with that mindset I was prepared for just you know to start my hair journey over and I think once I actually did it they you know they set us down and they did it that was a whole <laughs> that yeah was a whole different feeling right there man you know you you know you prepare yourself you hype yourself up yeah and, and then and we did ours literally moments before our probate and um it was a lot going through our heads. it's like I can't believe we're a ball like this is crazy like <laughs> we look like you know, some of us look like old men. Some of us look like yeah. little kids. It was just weird. It's
0: like, what is going on, bro? Yeah, but it's that it's process, not- y'all, get to go through. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it was a rebirth in a way, and and I knew
1: that, and I felt, I felt new, I felt different, and it did rebirth. You know, it rebirthed, it it burst a newer, more stronger, a more confident version of me because mm-hmm. up until that point, yes, I took the first step of growing my hair out and really, you know, I had like high tops, I had um little bush for a little second. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, taper edges with, you know, different, you know, just growing like you, my hair out a little you bit. You've done it all basically. I did it, I had did it all to to a certain extent. It wasn't yeah. to an extreme. It was like, all right, we're just gonna play with it and see what happens. And um I think and I think I did that because I remember when I was a kid, I wanted braids. Hmm. I wanted braids. My, my, uh, like cornrows or just good like- friend, Yeah, like cornrows. Yup. Hmm. Yup. And um my good friend Jody, he has some. I was like, man, I want to get my hair like him. And then, you know, I was a huge, well, um, <laughs> I was a huge little Romeo fan as a like six, seven, eight-year-old kid. <laughs> so I always had a do-rag. And Romeo had braids, <laughs> so I wanted braids. I was like, "Man, he looks so tight. He looks so cool. Like, I want to be just like him. I want braids." So, you know, that was always a childhood dream of mine. So when I got to college, that was my opportunity to, you know, at least start that process. And I think that's what I had. That's what that's what I embarked on. And then once I got it cut off, it was like, okay, let's take it a step further. And I did I haven't I mean I recently recut my hair to style it differently in what is it twenty twenty one? Yeah. But I hadn't cut my hair since like twenty seventeen, twenty yeah, twenty
0: eighteen. It's been a
1: couple of did, years, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it it was it's been some time and that you talk about another, you know, personal journeys and per- growth. You know, during during those times, Matt, I think as a kid, right. First grade to eighth grade, you wait here, you're one way. I was one kid. And, you know, granted, I did have my understanding of life during that time. You know, I was, what, eight, nine years old when Katrina happened. Lost everything as a kid. Starting over again, right? Going into middle school. Went to middle school in, like, Mississippi for a year. That then, you know, that played its course. Went to Baton Rouge for a little bit. Came back to New Orleans it's a whole different city. It's a whole different attitude. You know, you're, we're whole, we're different people at that point. We're trying to put our lives back together. You know, parents are send, trying to send their kids to school while trying to put their house, their homes back at the same time. We're living in FEMA trailers. Like, you know, that's one part of my life. And then, yeah, going into college, you know, where I started to explore, you know, and, you know, grow more in that area, you know, as a musician, as a student, as Sam, making friends, you know, that's a whole nother era of my life where a whole mm-hmm. different period of growth and realization happens and, and trials and tribulations. That was like know, the Sam Black
0: era. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You yeah. know,
1: We're we're starting new ventures. We're starting to put dreams into motion make things in reality bet on ourselves yeah that's that error that bet on yourself error that's that mm-hmm. because it, it forces you to make decisions to start over knowing you're going to have to start over anyway yeah so it puts you in a mindset of like okay we're doing this for a greater purpose we're growing mentally physically spiritually emotionally all of these different things that are happening inside of me as a black man are happening during these time periods where my hair just so happens to be a huge c- connector in, yeah. in those stories.
0: That's and dope, then,
1: Yeah, right? And then when I moved, when I graduated from college, that's when I just, I let it go. <laughs> it just grew and grew and grew. Um, it's crazy. I have pictures. I worked at the Apple store in, in uh, Grand Central, and by that time my hair was just it was like a huge curly bush it was big <laughs> and my coworkers were like wow we love your hair i think one time a, a customer was trying to get my attention and she was like yeah boy with hair boy with hair and i was like man this is crazy <laughs> what is going on here <laughs> what is happening <laughs> this cannot <laughs> be life <laughs> literally man so that You know, that was a whole nother range of freedom and expression because that was work mode. That was grind mode. You working, you Mm -hmm. living in New York, you working a nine to five. I'm up at like 5 a.m., I'm getting myself together, I'm, you know, taking a train, getting to work, you know, getting back, working all day, talking to customers.
0: That's a lot, though. I mean, it's New York, you know? (laughs) So. But right. what is, like, what is, like, hair care like in New York? I've been in New York for, like, a couple of, like, moments, and, like, I've had to, like, get, like, barber, like, appointments, like, off the fly in New York a couple of times. Um, And it's very, very different. But, like, for you, like, as a black man, like, having, like, long natural hair, like, in that moment, like, what was that like in that city? Because you, at this man. point, gone from, like, New Orleans <laughs> to D.C. to New York, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, man. New York, that's a whole different beast. There was no hair care (laughs) in that time. You know, yeah, I had a barber. His name was Bush. He was amazing. He cut my hair those two years I lived there, right? And um, that was cool and whatnot. But when it came to actually, like, understanding what it meant, to have natural hair, that wasn't happening. I'm a 22, 23, 24 year old black male living in York <laughs> Yeah, I don't know nothing about no deep conditioning, <laughs> and untangling, <laughs> and what? No, I go to sleep and wake up. That's it. I put some water on it, and we we out of that. We got, I gotta go. You know, I'm, you know, even in New York, you wake up, you already late. You moving fast for no reason. Like that's go. just what you did. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. There was no hair care. It was just going to the barbershop. Mm-hmm. and it was and it was during that moment where I had to my best, uh, my good friend, um, my best friend Bria. You know, she would come through. She had locks at the time, so she knew mm-hmm. a little bit more about you know hair care than I did. She knew a lot more actually. Yeah. So when you know that was a phase, talking about exploration. Like I had locks for six weeks. Mm-hmm. I grew my hair out. I you know, started doing two-strand twists, and once I, once Britt, you know, kind of, like, show, showed me how to do it and whatnot, and, like, it looked pretty cool. That was my, that was my thing everywhere, you know, I'll come home, my, my sister twists my hair, and, you know, I'm traveling, I make sure I had, like, that that was my style, that's what I liked at that time, and, you know, me actually learning how to, all right, I got to Detangle it and wash it, and do all of this stuff, and right, I and part it. And I did it for the first time. You know, it wasn't perfect, yeah. but you know, it was it, it was nice to give it a little, you know, a little texture, a little mm-hmm. something. So, um, yeah, like that's that's, and I think that that process started a healthy hair care journey for me. Hmm. You know, really understanding how to take care of yourself. Yeah, and you know when. And in in all aspects, like take care of your mental health, taking care of your Mm -hmm. physical health. And that's, you know, after that process started, I shortly moved to LA. And that's where I really started to understand, you know, listening to the universe, listening to what God is placing on my heart at that Mm -hmm. time. That that was a whole different level of growth of experience for me because it relied me not trusting and leaning on my own understanding yeah that's the i mean the scripture says do not lean on your own understanding
0: you can't you know you
1: cannot do that you know i I got to a point in my life where you know things were happening you know for me Mm -hmm. musically you know in my career in my own personal hobbies like that once nine to five life that i lived started to like flip upside down in a way to where everything that i was working for in you know, writing those songs in college, you know, mm-hmm. doing open mics in D.C., performing at Howard Homecoming, like, you know, building that, building that courage up, because mm-hmm. that's a whole other part of who I am. I got so discouraged for a while, and mm-hmm. I think that's a story a lot of people don't know. Like, yeah, I've been singing since I was a kid, and, you know, music was a huge part of my life. You know, yeah. I was singing in a choir at Franklin. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that was me, music gave me that that confidence to be me. It made me forget everything that was going on around me, and it gave me a sense of hope, a sense of love. And it was genuine. So I, you know, I auditioned for X Factor, made it, and then got cut right before the live shows. And that happened on my, around my 18th birthday, 18th birthday. And I was so discouraged, man. I was so hurt. Bruh. Like, it was if I felt unvalued and appreciated. I yeah. felt like my talents were being overlooked. And that's the worst feeling in the world for because any any entrepreneur or like any, any artist, period. Yeah. Any no. artist to feel like you're being undervalued, to feel like, you know, man, like all this talent. But that was the best thing in, in the world that could have happened to me because I grew and put myself in a position to learn so much that I didn't know at that time yeah. so much about the industry, about not only being an artist, but understanding the business behind it, understanding what it took to get artists in front of their TV screens, to get artists in the venue, to get artists on the road, to get nominated
0: for all these different things, to
1: actually understand what it takes to not only be an artist, to be a successful one. Yeah, sometimes, a successful
0: like, one. sometimes it's like, I don't know, I feel like God might knock you down sometimes to make you realize all the things you still need to learn in the process before you get somewhere. Um, you know? So yeah. I think it's a little bit of that too. Um, I wanted to talk to you because I know you said you had locks. And I know we talked about that for a little bit, but at what <laughs> point in time did you get those locks? Like mm-hmm. when, <laughs> when was that? All right. Are you ready for a story? We love a story. Tell us a story. Yes. (laughs) He's laughing, y'all. He (laughs) joked about this lock story, okay? Because it's so dumb, bruh. I don't know what
1: I was thinking. So, I lived, I I had lived in New York for about, like, a little over a year. Okay. And I was like, man, this is when, you know, my hair started to go out a little bit, and... How long was it? You know, uh, at that time... I would say because it, it grows my hair, my hair grows outwards, um. and it's you know it's coily, so I would say it was a little past my ears. Okay, it was a little past my ears, so um, you know, not super long, but had a little length to do something to it. I was like, you know what, <laughs> I I wanna, I wanna like lock it up. That's something I want. I wanted to have locks at that time. And I told Bush, he was like, yeah, man, I could do it. I'll I'll lock it up. I can do it for you. And all he did was like, take the little comb. I was like, all right, I'll come and I'll do it. I'll take you, take the comb and I, you know, just kind of twist it and dried it and whatnot. And first of all, that took like four hours. And he had charged. (laughs) It was crazy. Man, how, I think I spent it? like like $300. Oh.
0: <laughs> in New York? Yes. Yes. Woo! I was like, bro,
1: I was hurt, bro. At 22? I was hurt.
0: Woo! I was hurt, bro.
1: I was hurt, bro. Oh, my, I was like mistake number one. Okay. Because at this point, I'm like, oh, no. These suckers going to last. <laughs> we keeping these in. <laughs> We're keeping these in, and they I'm were like, about "You know, three hundred
0: dollars worth, okay?"
1: Look, man, and so they're like, "All right, just keep it like this, you know. Don't, don't. You can, you know, wash it, but don't, don't dish in it because then it'll unravel. So try not to unravel it. Let it, let it stay like that, you know. And you know, it's gonna matter on its own, not. So I was like, "All right, all right. First week, we cool, we cool. It's new, you know. It, it looks pretty fresh." So. No, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. You know, second, third week. You know, it's it's starting to itch a little. And, you know, I'm like Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm scratching it a little bit more than usual. But you know, it still looks pretty cool. It still looks okay. It's you know starting to get a little more frizzier. So, you know, it's it's starting to take its shape, you know. So fourth, fifth week, that scratching went from like a two to a ten man I was like oh my god I can't wash my hair I run water under it and it seemed like it'll get even more itchy maybe I was just paranoid I don't know what was going on but that six week yeah man I I took them hoes out (laughs) (laughs) I was like you know what we went as long as I could with this I you know four weeks it was getting to me six weeks it's just like nah that wasn't for me and I knew immediately that wasn't for me. I had to bite that bullet. <laughs> oh, my God, I had to bite that what bullet. Was it, that what, was it it like,
0: what was it like to have them, though? Like, what did it feel like to finally have that? You know what I mean? <laughs> to finally have it? It was like, okay, yeah, we're doing it. Like, like, yeah,
1: let's get it. Like, this is something I always wanted, which is why I don't regret it, because it was something I wanted. It was something I wanted to try. And I did it. And I encourage everybody to do that, Anybody's listening. If there's things you want, if there's things you – even if it's, it's silly or something you thought of as a kid, like – you know, and it's something you haven't experienced it. You haven't given yourself the permission to get outside of that box and do it. And you know it's going to make you better. It's going to give you more perspective. It's mm. going to just give you that sense of freedom. Like, all right, yeah, I did it because I wanted to. It was something yeah. I always wanted to do. Please do it. You're yeah. doing yourself a disservice by not doing it. Like, you don't do I was so liberated, bro, the first time I drove to Texas, which was last November. So not that long ago. I live in New Orleans, (laughs) and it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy because I've never been in Texas. I've always wanted to go. I want to go to you know. I went to Dallas for the first time, and in Texas, and I felt so happy, man. That was like my. It was like check off my bucket list. Like yes, like I'm gonna die a little bit happier. Cause you because you finally did I something went. you really wanted to do. Yeah, you know I mean? man. Yeah. And it don't, it don't mean nothing, you know, nothing crazy. It's not like the, the smallest thing changing lives. Exactly. It's the smallest thing. It's the small things that makes life being more appreciative of these things. And just being more appreciative of your freedom, man. Like, yeah. you, could be, you could be stripped behind bars. If you black, you know that's more common than not. so
0: you know what I mean so you have to do like that's honestly like there's one thing that like we could take from this like give to like that next generation of like black men it's like if you're conformed right now (laughs) to what you can do like as soon as you get that moment of freedom just take it you know what I mean like experience
1: it it'll do so much live in that moment yeah man if you allow yourself to be in moments moments of bliss Moments you know you'll never get again. Those are what makes life worth living. It's not the money. I mean, sometimes it could be the money. Just, you know, <laughs> that, we do like a I'm bag. Not, we, I'm not going to say no to that because, it's, yeah, I, money makes me happy. <laughs> but it's um, not everything. You know what I mean? It's, but life. it's not everything. And that's right. where I'm able to separate the two. I know it's what makes me happy. It's my It's my family it's my sense of freedom it's my ability to make music it's yeah. the ability to get back and to love to be loved that makes me happy that's beautiful at the end of the day
0: so and yeah so in this like next phase of like Sam Lloyd we going from Sam I feel like <laughs> we've gone from like Sam Hargrove to Sam to Sam Black to Sam Lloyd I feel like Where are you at now, like, in terms of, like, this journey, like, in terms of understanding, like, you and, like, as a man, like, where you are, like, your hair, like, where are we now?
1: Mm, Yeah, man. I'm at a place right now in my life that's so calm Hmm. and so honest with myself. I become more honest with myself. I, I realized over the years, I don't know if it was a fear or what but it's like sometimes you just have to be honest with yourself be honest about what you want out of your life be honest with who you are be honest with how you want people to treat you, what you think your worth is, what you should be making at your job like be honest with all of that because at the end of the day you can't compromise yourself for other people you cannot even compromise yourself for who you who you even think you are? Who you can if you want to be, if you want to be, be that 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 I don't know that lawyer, that doctor, that you know musician. Be it if you want to be that creative painter, that creative writer, that um, you know that person that just like sells plants for the rest of your life. Do it. Be it if it's gonna make you happy, bro. You gotta do you it. You gotta you gotta take a chance on yourself. You got to take a chance on yourself. You cannot live in this life regretting the things you wish you would have done because this life teaches you and gives you too much in return for you to continue to live life like you did years ago. It's a, mm-hmm. you're supposed to evolve, bro. You want me to be the same person I was 5 years ago? Absolutely not. Sleep, okay? And, right. And like bro, like that's what that's what I did in my music. Like and I feel I'm, I'm so glad I'm seeing this more with artists, too, just in general, across the board. Artists e- embracing the involve- the evolving process and growing with themselves, growing companies, not only just being an artist, but being the director, being the executive producer, being the co-creator, you know, being the graphic designer, doing all these different things, man. Like, it's, it's dope, man. Yeah. When I say artists, I'm speaking of, like, people i know my friends who make music who also have jobs and doing all these different things like i'm so proud of us i'm so proud of all of our all of my friends who are entrepreneurs doing things that and they're doing it fearlessly you know yeah. yes it is difficult yes it is hard Man, it's, it's, it's crazy. I wrote a song. I wrote a song called Dreams about this. And it's just about mm. following your dreams. And, you know, yeah, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. But sometimes you just got to put your pride aside and, you know, follow your heart. Follow that passion you have. Because whatever that passion is, that's what's going to keep you here on this earth. Sane, yeah. healthy, and uh, in your right mind, at least, you know, give you some sense of, self-confidence of who Mm -hmm. you are what you're capable of doing and that's that whole process of LA was that for me it was understanding that so you're talking about music it's like it was honesty that's where I am now it it, it allows me to be whoever I want to be and as vulnerable as I want to be or you know as creative as I want to be but also thinking about What else do I want to give to society? How do I want to help in a, you know, know, how do I want to help? And I've been asking myself that question a lot more than, you know, how does this color art need to look or how does this mix mix sound or whatnot? Like, yeah, because at the end of the day, all that's going to happen. But, you know, my main goal is to see how does this, how is this going to affect people? You know, Mm. how is this going to reach the people in the best way possible that's gonna spark change and inspiration and you know hope, all mm-hmm. of these different things we actually need to keep going, yeah. you know because that's why
0: I do music I don't do it for me I mean no, none of our again. crafts are we're, we're doing them because we feel like we need to, you know what I mean, but yeah, at the end of the day it's really it's inherently what we have to do to keep going, you know so.
1: Exactly. Like, I don't know who I would be without music. Just like, I'm sure you don't know who you would be without poems and life and your own personal yeah. creative freedom. If, Like, if that's stripped from you, what do you
0: have? Hmm. I'm just like, it's so crazy to me because it's just like through you being so honest, like with yourself and also so attentive to like how you need to be like authentic to your voice and like also just like really just true to yourself is just like I feel like through (laughs) you giving a chance to just be free and explore all of the facets of you like from like your identity to like your hair like it's really just helped you get to this place today so I'm really happy that like we had this moment to talk about this.
1: Thank you yeah man me too I think there should be more moments like this for black men you know to talk about like because it's 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 complex we're complex
0: we are i mean i guess my last question for you today for real on the complexity of black men (laughs) um growing up i feel like i'm gonna just call it what it is i feel like st (laughs) aug as historic as as it is it's still um an extremely um hyperly masculine face um just from, like, the rules, you know what I mean? Just, just just, because, I mean, like, there are lots of things, especially, like, in Southern Black culture, but, like, especially, like, when it comes to, like, Southern, like, religious culture, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of tradition and things that we'll put into and instill in for such a long period of time. So I guess, like, for you, coming from, like, an environment that's extremely, extremely religious, um, and also being, like, in that school system to, that's extremely religious to going to Howard, to like you experiencing like your growth and your own identity like i guess my true question for you is just like over the course of time how have you been able to define what a man is for you or what masculinity is for you
1: Mm. i'll say this i think saint aug um so i like didn't have a father in in my household it was you know I had male figures and I was a single parent yeah single parent was just like my mom and I for the most part and um, but I had you know I had male figures and I had really really great men um, who gave me love and gave me support Um, and whatever that was whether it was a neighbor uncle Fred or my dad um, in essence, um it was it was all love from the beginning. So seeing them, I knew what integrity looked like because huh. granted everybody has their ways, right? Nobody's gonna be perfect. You're gonna talk a little bit too much, drink a little bit too much, you know, a little nosy. Or, you know, you just, whatever it is, right? You have, everybody has their ways. But at the end of the day, the, the things that I saw was the love and the consistency for the women, you know, for the, the themselves, their their families, and understanding that with that, it wasn't going to be perfect. Like, this is New Orleans we talking about. <laughs> it's, it's
0: what does so that much, mean, though? Like, what does that mean, though?
1: Well, I say that it was because because I saw that, that was one sense of understanding manhood, but mm-hmm. really saying, oh, right. I think that that was my first environment where, you know, the school is 99% Black, you know, mm-hmm. from the students to the teachers, all, you know, most, most of the teachers there are men. But, you know, you did have some, you know, female teachers there, but the majority of it were, men who grew up in the city of New Orleans or worked there or they were alumni. They went to the school and yeah. the school pride itself on tradition. It pride itself on, um, you know, being respectful to women. It pride itself on a lot of different Catholic traditions here in the city of New Orleans. But most importantly, being a black man, hmm. you know, that's for, for me you know i had went to schools as when you're talking about schools in new orleans like i had went to like baby ben and i went to Hines. so that's not saying all that's not even mo- remotely close especially talking about a school like Hines, which mm-hmm. great school loved it but it was majority white you know i think our The the years I went there, it was a little, you know, you had more Blacks there, but it wasn't St. Aug. St. Aug was almost completely Black, completely different than what I was used to. And Mm -hmm. it taught me how to survive and talk and live with my own people, people who look just like me, to really understand that. And, it, you know... Was it perfect? No, I hated St. Aug. I'm not going to sit up here and say it was yeah. teachers and cream. It was amazing. I loved it. Like, I feel like anybody who goes to St. Aug while you're there, it, it works your nerves. Especially during the time we went. I went there, like, they still had the paddle. It was
0: mm-hmm. super
1: strict. <laughs> yeah. It was, man, man, doing push-ups. It was, it was like... Crazy, bro. It was crazy, but it taught me a lot. It taught me, it taught me just what it meant to be a man. It taught me what it meant to stay focused. It taught me.
0: Do you think it, it was, do you think though, like it taught you what it meant to be a man, like through those traditional like lenses, or like do you really think you understood what it was to be a man, like for you personally? Like, do you feel I like think, you fit in that? I, I feel like personally.
1: Yes, but I chose my own lens. Mm -hmm. I chose my own lens. Mm -hmm. It showed me. It showed Mm me what it meant to be a man from the viewpoint of a school that was established in 1955 and ran by majority men during, you know, during Mm -hmm. that time, the Archdiocese of New Orleans. That's Mm -hmm. history. That's actual. Um, True. And then... You know, coming into twenty first century, coming into these years where I felt like you know they love their sports more so than the academics sometimes, and that was just like, all right, we 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 understand it. We're providing scholarships. These guys are going on to play for NFL like I ain't mad at it not at all like you're giving a kid a city you're giving a kid out of New Orleans a chance to better themselves and make something of themselves go, do these things but also at the same time where's the academia where's the you know rigorous course I didn't feel like saying all the yeah. rigorous to me speaking academic wise
0: yeah
1: it wasn't if you just being factual but then again I'm not I can't speak for everybody when it comes to that. Like for other kids, it, it, it was, but I, at the end of the day, I chose my own lens and I gave myself that freedom to take what I needed, with to take what Saint Paul gave to me and apply it to my own self, so I can be yeah. who I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But then also giving myself the reins and the freedoms to, all right, go off to DC. Explore uh-huh. DC. I met so many people at Howard. Different accents, different cultures, different attitudes, different parts of the world. They introduced my best friend at the time. She was from South Africa. I had friends from Jersey, New York, places I've only dreamt of. Coming coming out of New Orleans, you know, yeah. it, and it, for people who don't know who are listening, in the city of New Orleans, if you are
0: from here you probably don't stay here, and that's please don't, please don't, please take that chance on yourself and do something different. You can always come yeah. back home. You know what I you mean. You can always, you can always come back. But home, you have but, one you know, life, um, so it's important to give yourself all those experiences and chances. I agree with you. You know, like you have to. Yeah, but with just what I've seen growing up in my childhood from the
1: father figures that raised me to the manly values that St. Oz taught me, to me creating and seeing my own lens with the freedom and with the experience that I was afforded to have, that I gave myself, that I acted on by going to college and living my own life, that what taught me what being a man was. It was life, it was struggle, mm-hmm. it was,
0: it was. So what does t- to Sam today? Say that one more time. What is what? What is a man to Sam today?
1: Man, a man to Sam today is a man that is not afraid to protect himself, protect his family, and to truly be free to just do whatever. To know and understand yourself, to know Mm -hmm. and understand love, to know and understand what it means to be a son of God on this earth and the blessings it is to just wake up every morning, hmm. like under, really understanding that, really understanding what we have here, with yeah. you know your talent, understanding who you are, understanding your purpose, understanding family, what's important to you, Let's start that's, there. <laughs> that's that's, that's as
0: real as it gets, you know? Honestly. Right? Because if you don't have that, if you don't have that understanding
1: of who you are, man, if you don't have that understanding
0: of your purpose or your talent... How are you going to go anywhere else? You can't even be a man, let alone you can't, you can't. be a person. Like, you, you can't really do, you can't really be contributing to much because you haven't any, done the work to contribute any, to yourself.
1: In any way, shape, or form, you haven't mm-hmm. done the work. Being a man is doing the work.
0: Hmm.
1: You can't do the work, baby.
0: You need, <laughs>
1: the you need to go baby. have a talk with yourself or something.
0: Okay. Because
1: no. being a man requires
0: you to do the work. That's,
1: that's it requires honest. you to do the work.
0: Alpha taught me that one. Okay. So look. Huh? Look. Sam, thank you so much for today. Like, Sam Lloyd, this has been so beautiful like getting to know just more about you as a person always inspires me and i hope that it's inspired our guests today as well um, yeah so
1: thank thank you so much for having me thank you for this this talk man i you know anytime i feel like we get together and we talk we always we always meet somewhere in the middle like this or have like really good food for thought you know yeah. just in our own personal lives like that's just that's just always that always happens. So again, I I hope your listeners took something away from this. You know, it's just a pleasure to be here. bro. Like, I'm proud of you. This is dope. Like, I love platforms like this. I love talking about things like just being yourself and being a man from from this perspective, like, yeah, bro, what? Like, yes, I'm a black man in America. Who loves myself? Who loves hair? And who's ready to embrace the journey? What and other we, topics? And we need like, more people. Great...
0: And we need more people like that for these conversations. You know, exactly, bro. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Ta- can you tell? Can you tell the people how they can get in touch with you, and also um, what you're working on? Like what? Like what's going on in Sam Lloyd's world in the future? Yes, so um, follow me on uh,
1: social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. The uh, Sam Lloyd is the Sam Lloyd, the my name. And um, yeah, I am putting the final touches on my EP, bro. I'm Woo-hoo! so excited! I've been working on this EP for like the last what two years, 2019. Yeah, for the last two years, started in New York, we ended in LA. It's kind of like a whole journey of like my life during that time frame. I mean, I guess you got a sense of it through this podcast, but yeah, man, it's called Colors. is my first EP a Sam Lloyd, and I'm super excited. You know, just to I'm
0: excited. tell okay. you guys
1: and my journey through music, through song, and um, I'm I can't wait for it to come out. I can't.
0: Let me let get, me so. tell y'all something. If y'all don't know Sam music. Um, if there's only anything you ever need to know about me, um, is that I'm a lover of bops and Sam makes bops. Okay. So period. Go, Uh, go listen to the bops If Um, you don't know, now you know. know. Okay. (laughs) Uh, No, I thank you all. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. for real. Everybody, this is Sam Lloyd. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of the Brave Boy Diaries. You can check out all of the extra content about Sam's story on the website. <laughs> uh, thank you much for listening to this episode of the Brave Boy Diaries. Make sure to leave a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to those pods. We're there. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Brave Boy Diaries to check out the visual diary leaks and more from this episode. <laughs> Bye. Ta-ta. <laughs> I'll see y'all later.